really a privilege to uh, be with you. There's a sense of his uh, presence that uh, is really good for us to learn. And, but more than that, he so loves being with his people. He just really does. And we, it's in our heart's desire, everybody here this morning. I mean, you're here. You drove here. You spent money to get here. Even though gas prices have gone down. Fact is, you're, you're here on purpose, and so the intentionality of your heart is is noticed by the Lord. He's really excited that you're here. He's not having a bad day. How many of you know that? He's really having a good day. And what is the the largest part of his good day is meeting with you. I was watching the whole time by the Spirit where you were going in worship and when we came to this song then the shift in the room happened and uh, and so there is really a wonderful hovering that's in here ask him put out there your heart's desire have conversation with him but I'm interested in what we're going to do here in the next few moments when it has to do with <clears throat> what I felt an assignment uh, several weeks ago uh, began to be aware of this moment that somehow this is an important moment that say the church is going in a good direction and uh, and it seems like that there is going to be an imparting for just where you're headed um, and I was humbled by that only in light of the fact that to explain it. Bottom line is, is that I'm really aware of who I am and I'm aware of who he is. There's quite a contrast. <laughs> and so when he puts an assignment on me, to, I'm aware of the office <clears throat> that I sit in uh, and that it's that office's authority that's released out of obedience when he says to do something, you just do it. But there's such joy in the obedience, incredible joy. I need to find out, is there somebody here whose pain is beginning to lessen? Let me see. Even during the worship and the, the clapping, if feel yourself, feel around, you know, in other words, move or check. Because <clears throat> it's going to be ongoing in the next hour. But how many of you notice that the discomfort in your body is, is less in the last 15 minutes or so? Let me see your hands. Get them up high, please. High. Okay? All right? Now keep them up high, and I want you all to look around. Okay? What do we got? One, one, two, three, four, five. <clears throat> okay. So we've got about a dozen people that are already experiencing or more a touch of his presence as you're finding that pain is lessening in the atmosphere of, of his presence of worship. By the way, you clapping and shouting is an authoritative, inheritive right that you have because of the blood of what Jesus Christ shed for you. Every one of you are a trophy of what he has done to pursue you. And as he has pursued you, you've responded. How many of you know that not everybody who God pursues responds? So you can look around and know that people are in different stages of being pursued. But their response to that is that they're here because it's the right thing to do. So I want to encourage you with this thought, and that is that 
none of you are here by happenstance this morning. Now, as, as it continues to move in the house of a gentle move of his presence, there's an authoritative sense that's here as well. Now, I'm going to make a statement that is, could be offensive to a few, and, and uh, you're going to have to bear with me on that. It's come to me on two occasions, and so I'm going to speak to an individual. And uh, if this individual gets up and goes out the door, uh, that's fine, because I'm cleaning house. This week, you have been in an occult practice book on how to, curiosity. It started <clears throat> simply through the entertainment industry when it came to occult practices which includes Harry Potter. Yours started really innocent, but you've been on an increased track of wanting to know more about power for your sake rather than power for the kingdom's sake. This week you have broken open a book regarding, and you're looking at it, and you might even be saying to yourself right now, well, I'm just goofing around in it. But nonetheless, you cracked a book that is a total adversary to the blood of Jesus. And so I'm going to ask you to make a decision, but it's not to sit in your chair without a decision. Either you turn right now, or if you're going to continue down the road of occult practice, then I'm going to suggest to you to leave until you make your turn. I know it's harsh, but what we're dealing with here is not a game, and you and you need to make a decision. And so in this house, I call down any kind of plant or hex that is attempted to come through the door to create div division in the house by the authority of Christ. I lay it down in Jesus' name. And if one of you has something that's starting to rise up that is pushing you out the door, that's different than what I have just been talking to about the individual by decision. With you, it's a different kind of hold that's on your life. It's wanting to drive you out the door. And I say to that influence that somehow through trauma has gotten a hook in you that has attempted to keep you away from the authentic presence of God, you're bound. I cast you down now in Jesus' name. Quiet. But with you who have cracked the book into occult practices, make your choice. And we silence anything that would come after you. And we halt you. But to that individual, your choices still posture you to vulnerability of strategies of hell. You will really come into destruction quickly if you don't turn. There. There. Ah. So if we look at the fivefold in Ephesians 4.11, good morning. <laughs> Pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists. And what's the other one? Teachers, what did I say? Apostle, thank you. Yeah. So mine, mine would be the office in the area of the prophetic. Now, as a pastor, uh, I've also cultivated the other four, but the five, the fifth one I mentioned to you is the one that I'm assigned to. And that's the power alley that I walk in. So I... I watch, I see as a seer. Habakkuk said, I look to see what the Lord is saying. Love that. What does he say? Well, with Habakkuk as a seer, he sees. I watch and I see. I, look, I watch the atmosphere. 
I have a sense also in the knower, but I'm aware of alignment, and that's part of what the apostolic and prophetic alignment is where the church matures in the fivefold that we're talking about. So I'm bringing to you this morning a touch and a taste of the prophetic office in action. So I brought an alignment in here because now it's easy to move. In dealing with that one that you took a few moments in, and if you feel like you do need to go out the door, please, we bless you as you go because we know that you'll be back now that you're making a decision because the adversary will come after you and it'll frighten you. You'll get your act together with, with no more messing around and you know where the answer is and you'll find your freedom here. But I've watched you go, ah, there, this feels good now. Now we'll move. Amen? Good stuff. If this is new to you, hang in there. <laughs> yeah, hang in there. Maybe I should say to you also, there's an exit sign there, there, there. I don't know if there's one there, but there's... <laughs> Fun in with you. When you went into worship, that was really sweet. The way that you loved each other, excellent. When you lifted up a sound of applause, it's a statement of authority. When you applaud, or in that time of the clapping of the hands, it's authority. Yeah, it's good stuff. Those who didn't raise their hands a moment ago, who said that the discomfort or the pain has begun to lift, and you've noticed that you're starting to feel better, but you didn't raise your hand a moment ago, but now you know I, there's at least three or four of you. Let me see your hands. Okay, you're recognizing it now. There's one there. Let me get my glasses there. Okay. There's uh, at least two more of you that are saying, oh, yeah, it's begun on me too. Let me see. Pain is beginning to lift. There's the second. Where's the third one? Pain's beginning to lift. Moments ago when we did the first, you didn't notice, but now you're noticing it too. Where's the third one? May I find that where <laughs> you got supporters on both sides? Eh? Is it lifting? Awesome. Okay, praise the Lord. Folks, he's gently, but he's also very assuredly moving in here. So let's continue to uh, enjoy his presence in this way. He's come to bless us this morning. In Revelation 19, don't go there, just let me read it to you. <clears throat> For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The lifting up of Jesus' name like you did in the applause when you lifted your voice, that's a testimony to the greatness of who he is. <clears throat> but it's also by the kingdom's assignment of the Holy Spirit that is bringing you revelation as to how great he is. And if you're not sure of how great he is, ask him to show you because that's the spirit of prophecy. And so when we're dealing with prophecy or revelation, in other words, insight that you didn't have earlier, God giving insight only by the presence of the Holy Spirit, that's where you begin to see and understand how great he is. Okay? <clears throat> Every head bowed and eye closed. No one looking around, please. But I'm looking. Okay. Nobody looking around. Close your eyes. Everybody, thank you. You're feeling like you want to run out of here. 
and you're doing all you can to seatbelt yourself into your chair. Where are you? I want you to look at me just for a moment. Get your eyes up. Look at me. Okay? Because there's an establishment of his presence in the house right now, and what's in you is wanting to get you out of here. Where are you? I'm going to count three, because you had a nightmare. I think it might have been earlier this week. might have been a Tuesday. Where are you? Look up at me. Don't be afraid. Okay, looking. Last call. Something's in you wanting to drive you out. If I'm missing you, wave your hand at me because we're in a private place in the moment. Wave your hand at me, make sure I see you. Last call. One, two, three. Okay, up here. Good. Well done. <clears throat> okay, good. You can look there. My name is Herb. My lovely wife is sitting right here. <clears throat> this is her in the blue hat. My son's sitting next to her. And we have a dear friend from Hollywood who's pastoring in Hollywood. She's up here as she is uh, part of our ministry team with uh, the ministry of Sought Out, where we will be this evening. And she's Krista, and she's sitting right here with us as well. And uh, we're going to be at uh, Xfinity uh, in a ballroom there this evening. You might have heard us on the air where, uh, with KCIS Thursday afternoons at 1.30, or you might have heard 60-second spots every morning and afternoon. Uh, and that's through our ministry called Sought Out Global. We are truly people that are sought out by God. <clears throat> are you ready? I want to take the next few moments talk to you regarding the prophetic prophecy in the house. When we talk about the giving of prophetic words or insight that is revelatory to the direction of a church, we had one that was exhortive during the worship time. Prophetic word came, and then she also shifted into just a gratitude of her own. And so it came as an exhortive word, and then you heard her giving thanks, and then the worship leader led you into a response. That was sweet. How many of you agree that was good? Yeah, that was very good. <clears throat> I believe that you're coming into a time where the Lord's going to be training you about this being a place of greater release of His presence, which requires you to be stewards and to listen carefully to leadership as you're uh, experiencing a rising tide of His presence in this house because there is a desire for people in this region to go where the authentic presence of God is. Which means that if there's, um, that if there's shift and there's changes a little bit that are going on that are not understood well does not mean that you demand an explanation, but rather your place is to go after God in prayer and inquire of Him what is it that He's doing. Because if you're putting a strong emphasis on a horizontal, then you'll wear out your leadership. But if you would be people who would pray and go vertical, then the instruction will come. And you're not <clears throat> to share dissatisfactions on a horizontal level, but you're, if there's any kind of gossip going on, it stops here. How many of you would agree? Amen. Yeah. It tells me simply that you haven't gone to the Lord in prayer about a, something that is a dissatisfaction. 
Because when you're in a place where there's a pursuit of God, he's moving. And in the place of a church going after God in his presence, then in the moments where he's beginning to shift the church like he's been with this one, then there'll be moments where there won't be answers, and if you're insecure, you're going to demand answers, which is part of the Western mindset, and that is, I won't believe unless I get an answer. And God is saying, no, believe, and then you'll get your answer. <clears throat> and you're in a place where you to be people-seeking God in prayer, and then watch how the leadership is. They get directives. Support them, because understand the character that's in the house. Your leadership team has high character. Agreed? Then, when there is forward momentum, because there's a tremendous concern in the church in America of doing things too quickly or jostling people because so often we come with an expectation as how you can bless me. And if you're not getting your fix or your blessing quick enough or long enough, then you go searching somewhere else. You have to be reminded that you're assigned. This isn't about you getting your jollies. This is about you being assigned by God to roll up your sleeves and love people. Hello? And it says you love people, and as you're caring for people, you're also supporting the leadership that is constantly evolving as well because this has forward momentum. You ever tried going down a straight highway and take your hands off the wheel? You're always doing little adjustments along the way. So it is here at Sammamish Foursquare. The adjustments is because you're moving. And so your place is to be people who are seeking God, praying for one another and your leadership and for the presence of God. So when the revelatory begins to rise in the house and continues to go to another level, then... <clears throat> Three weeks ago, I felt like I was just to drop a couple nuggets that you may already know because you've got good teaching here, but here it is. We know that all can prophesy in 1 Corinthians 14.32. We know that you all can. In fact, it says do it one by one by one by one. And so when his presence comes into a place, it is that, yes, you all could bring a word of encouragement. But that doesn't mean you're a prophet. It just means you have a gift that is bringing uh, revelation to the church. Even, even Saul in 1 Samuel 10 came under the spirit of prophecy and it said it changed him into a different person. And he prophesied. So we know that in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10, if you're taking notes, that it's important that yes, there is of the major nine gifts that Paul champions, prophecy for the house. He can speak in tongues, bring interpretation, or prophecy. But the whole thing is, is that he's bringing revelation and he's causing the atmosphere to be a, a longing in your hearts to hear what God is saying for the now. For the now. We have the word that then the word of the Lord comes and affirm because it never gets outside of the word. But there's more in the word experientially than we're used to. And so when new things begin to happen... Just know that your God is expanding the paradigms of your experience because the kingdom as it touches the earth never leaves things the same. And I even like what C.S. Lewis said, Aslan is not a tamed lion. 
when the Lord Jesus shows in power and his authority, there's times when he's really strong that you're not going to be comfortable because he isn't here to make you comfortable. He's certainly here to cause you to more and more become like him. So we know that in 1 Corinthians 14.3, the how-tos are just simply to exhort, to lift up, and to encourage. <clears throat> but at the same time, if a person has a gift of, of the prophetic nature that's in the house, sometimes there might be correction and adjustment, and that's not to be made public. That is to be brought to leadership privately. And then leadership decides if they bring it to the house or not. So being under authority is a key. But I'm here to encourage you with this, and that is that the waters are rising of his presence and also of his revelation for Sam Foursquare. And I'm to encourage you in this regard, that as he continues to bring the life of what the kingdom is doing, <clears throat> then people will find their way to you because they're hungry for the authentic presence of the Lord. And, and this is where it begins when you look at the example of Scripture, when there's the allowance of what is God saying, now how do we establish that? What is the Lord saying? How do we cause that to come into alignment? The apostolic, the prophetic, the two, of the fivefold, as the Lord has continued to bring alignment <coughs> to the church. And it's really exciting. I had a clear sense that... Uh, this is an environment where that's happening. So I would like to take the next few moments with you, and I'm going to ask Krista if she would join me, and we're going to bring prophetic ministry to you, and we're just going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, the, the, the prophetic anointing on this dear lady is something that you'll enjoy. Um, this is Krista. Say hi to Krista, would you please? Do you have a microphone? Yeah, why don't you hand it to her? And the way that we're going to function uh, is uh, I'll choose somebody, she'll choose somebody. I want you to watch it in action as we begin to move back and forth with encourage, never to embarrass. Nobody will be embarrassed. But if there is moments where we bring a word, and some of you all of a sudden have something that splashes on you. It's because there's more than enough to go around. Doing a men's conference in California pointed to a guy. He was instantly healed, but three guys around him got healed as well. It bounced off of him and hit three others. You see, it's meant to encourage, to exhort, to lift up, and to help you to know that you're loved. Krista and I have known each other a lot of years. And uh, she's lived with my wife and I for two years. That was a while ago now, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and we've known that one day we'd be ministering together. And, uh, and the three of us lead the ministry that continues to expand here in the region. She's living in Hollywood, and yet it works. When we do our radio broadcast, she's plugged in electronically, and, and, uh, and the three of us with guests are also when we bring teaching and prophesy over the air. Can you believe that? KCIS is letting us prophesy over the air. That is craziness. 
and it's exciting what God's doing. So that's how we're going to flow. If, you've, if this is new to you, hang on. You won't get hurt. You'll be fine. There is, I had to work with you for a little bit. You're kind of doing this with me. You're starting to warm up a little bit now, though. That's good. Trust me, yeah? You're looking at me kind of. <laughs> Pastor, you let him in here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Father, we thank you for you your goodness as a father to us. Jesus, you're our champion, mighty, mighty warrior. And representing you in power now is the precious, glorious Holy Spirit. Let your glory settle in. Settle in. Chris, I'm, I'm going to take the first one. May I do that? This isn't an individual. This is a call that's going out that will touch several. The sense I have is a father's pursuing and wooing. And uh, there may even be some emotion with a couple of you. This is going out to at least three here where you feel like you've made a wrong turn. And one of you, you can count back 11 years and know that you made a wrong turn and things have never been quite the same. This morning, the word of the Lord to the person 11 years ago is that it's, it's over. I'm now making the adjustment. I'm beginning to shift you back. And in this... And in... And in the shifting back, the Lord's going to make it for lost time. And there's several of you here. You feel like you've made a wrong turn. may not have been 11 years ago. But the fact is, you feel like you made a wrong turn. And he's and his saying to you, come on, let me get you back on the straight to narrow, true north. A woman, you're hearing the, this word and the trembling is beginning to touch your hands. It's beginning in your tummy area too. Sir, you're feeling warmth come on your ears because this word that's coming to you is beginning to burn its way into the fact that you wouldn't move. But this manifest of his presence is helping you to understand that he wants you to respond. You've tried. At times, faith is, your trust factor is really low. And so he's encouraging you by this manifest that this is for you. And anyone else <clears throat> that has had the sense that you've missed a turn and it's never been the same. And the Lord say, my grace is sufficient. Let me begin to realign you. Who's experiencing trembling in your hands right now? Let me see. 
is that in alignment with the word about him putting you back in alignment? If that be the case, I need you to stand. I'm going to ask you to work with me a little bit. I know I'm fresh in front of you only by half an hour, but will you work with me as I ask for some of you to stand? Or if I ask a couple of you to come forward, you're welcome to stay in your seat as well. But I need to make some movement with you. Those of you who have trembling in your hands, have that been, if that's been happening, no, hold that thought. I'm going after the lady that's experiencing trembling in the tummy and hands. And this word is for you to become into a fresh alignment. You've gotten off. God's putting you back on. This is your word. Stand up. Where are you, my dear lady? Come on. Okay. Both hands up like this. That a girl. In here, trembling. Okay. You hold tight. Stay there. Going after the lady whose hands are trembling. You thought you were off the hook, didn't you? Okay, if uh, I'm going to ask that lady, if you're really scared to stand, raise your hand. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> and yes, it can be frightening. Okay. Father, we thank you for what you're doing right here with getting back in alignment for her in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stay there. Stay standing. Had a girl. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to move. Are you going to watch me be a bulldog here for just a second? Pastor, where are you? Yes, sir. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go after one of your people for a minute. Can I do that? Okay. And the rest of you are saying, you sold us out. What are you doing? <laughs> No, I'm, all I'm going to, I will never go past your prerogative and your decision to stay hidden. But let me explain something to you. There are moments when his manifest presence comes and is for your sake. Because sometimes there has to be a response to what he's wanting to do in the movement of his presence. And there are times where <clears throat> when we obey and move by his presence, there is actually an authority that's released that breaks you loose because oftentimes the adversary, the devil, will bind you and lock you up. And you can't get free on your own. It has to be a moment of the anointing. So with this word where you've gotten off and you know you've gotten off, and then the Lord is wanting to put you back on alignment, and there's a manifest of either in your tummy or in your hands or in both. I'm going to just say either or but both where your hands are shaking or inside you feel a trembling, this is an anointing for you. And if you're in agreement that you want to be put back into alignment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. I'm not going to even stand from it. Just raise your hand. Where are you? Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Really? Those of you who are willing, stand. Raise your hand. If you're willing, stand. Okay. Good, man. Good. Okay. Where's the other guy that should be standing? Sir, you need to get standing. Come on. Where are you? I need to move. 
Another gentleman needs to stand. Come on. Okay, now, where's the lady with the hands that are trembling? Lady with hands is trembling. Would you stand? Okay, then here's your out. Make sure you get to me after the service. Okay? Will you do that? You didn't fall for my trick question. If you went like this, I would have found you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> These kinds of settings sometimes can be really disarming and difficult and scary for people. And this is the precious <clears throat> example in Scripture where Jesus leaves the 90 and 9 and goes after the 1. See the heart of the Lord in this? And if this house is a safe house where you don't gossip, Oh, do you see who's standing? You know, sometimes that can really be frightening. But if it's a safe house, because community is here, then understand that healing is flowing. You've had already an exposure of physical healing. Fifteen people are experiencing a relief of pain coming off their bodies. He is here. Now, if he is moving in this way, are you safe as well? Everybody, are you safe as well? Yes, you are. Say it again. Then, for those that might be timid, where the Holy Spirit's coming upon them, they're going, whoa, I've never had this happen before. This is frightening. He wants me to do what? No, no, no. This is too much for me. I'm just going to sit here and take this in right now. I know the Lord will forgive. Well, loved ones, I know he forgives, but trust me on this thing because I'm even going to take you to another step. Okay? So when these manifests begin to happen and we call for it, just understand that you're having a collision with God this morning, and he is realigning it in this moment. Okay, so here, 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 and there. Five folks, okay. All right, those who are standing about the realignment, <clears throat> lift your hands. There you go. Okay. I will guide you and teach you in the way you should go, says the Lord. I'll counsel you with my eye. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. For you hear a voice behind you in Isaiah saying, Go to the left or to the right. Three verses regarding guidance for you. I declare over your lives now. In Jesus' name. And I break the burst of oppression in the back. Loose. Off. Off. Come off in the authority of Jesus' name. Over here. Guidance to you, sir. Look at me. You're standing. Tall guy over here. Hello. <coughs> How's your worship? Do you worship or are you kind of subdued? You willing to turn that? Okay, your worship is part of your freedom because the confidence of his guidance in you is going to increase as you give expression of worship because sometimes you're hard on yourself. And here's the deal, is that the Lord's doing an a, a, a transition with you about who you are, helping you understand what he says you are, not who you think you are by what you feel, but rather what he says you are. And in that place of worship is where that freedom is going to be yours. So come away from being conservative. No more of that. You with me, bro? No more being conservative. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anointing increase. Anointing increase for you. Anointing increase for you. Sometimes things get confusing for you. 
when it comes to sensitive things of the Spirit. I stop that in Jesus' name. Back to two generations. Now, by the authority of Christ. In Jesus' name. I'm going to grab you. <clears throat> the line in Jesus' name. Yep. Yep. Jesus. You are blessed of God. Jesus' name. You're a little bit trembling. You okay? I normally shake. You do? Well, let's fix that. Okay. You normally shake? Is that a nervous situation? Uh, I'm not even sure, but I've, I know that I've always kind of <laughs> shaken. Yeah? But, uh, yeah. All right. Alignment on the inner core by Jesus' name. Yeah. Jesus' name. Peace of God. Jesus' name. Yeah, you're welcome. <coughs> Pastor, this church, has it always been Foursquare? Yeah, yes. Yes? As far as I know. What? <laughs> the, bu the building, sorry. Facility. <laughs> Baptist. You've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit right there, sir? You? Yes. Do you have prayer language? Do you have a prayer tongue? Good. <clears throat> when you pray in the Spirit, do you take time to write down and ask what he's saying through you? Why don't you start that? Because there's an increase, I think, of what the Lord's going to be doing. Um, for the next nine months, there's going to be an increase of the move of his presence as you're alone with him. And you're to be asking the Holy Spirit what he's saying through you because he's, Romans 8, praying the will of God through you. And this will help you to know what he is saying about guidance. Pray, ask. Let, as you're praying in the Spirit, just keep your ears open. Praying in the Spirit, oh, that's the impression I get. Oh, those are the words I get. Oh, those are the verses I get. Oh, and begin to write those down, and you'll see a theme and a thread of guidance and also what he's saying for you for the now and for what's next. <clears throat> okay? You got kids? Yes. Two? How they, how's their walks? So as you're praying in the Spirit, you're going to find that right now there's also going to be a focus on your generation, your kids. And the one especially that's not walking with the Lord right now, watch how oftentimes the Holy Spirit will begin to pray for that, that child of yours. Because there's a new hour of breath that's coming on uh, your family, your kids. So and be encouraged by that. But, sir, you need to give time to it. Your voice, his words, right? Your voice. Holy Ghost. Let it happen. Let it rise. Let it rise. Do you exercise? What? Do you exercise? Why not? Never mind. Don't answer that. I'm sorry. Do you ride the bicycle at all? Uh, no. no. I think exercise is, uh, bear with me on a real practical level. I saw a picture of you briefly of riding a bike. And I'm not suggesting you have to go out and do that. I'm just saying to you that uh, you may consider a little bit more physical activity too. Um, inquire of the Lord, ask. He gets so practical 
when it comes to our physical needs, okay, as well. But I, I saw something, of, uh, a sheath in your nerves when I held you a moment ago, and I, and I quietly spoke to that. And you said you always shake, but I think there's more to it. But let's just see what the Lord does. So I spoke to the sheathing in your nerves, and I don't know what you know, all that's going to mean, but also also I saw you riding a bike. So I prayed for you concerning the, the inner parts. Now, be responsible in being healthy too. Deal? You know what? What I just spoke to, a lot of people are all of a sudden going, looking down like this. Kind of thing. Going, oh, did you hear that word? Yeah, I've been hearing that for... <laughs> Young man, lift your hands again. Did I ask you if you have a prayer language? Do you? It's time for you, young man. Find out about it. You've been corralled. God got you today. It's really kind of fun. So here's the deal. Is in the place where you become more expressive in giving honor, he's also going to fill you to overflowing. It's Christ's Lord in your life. Have you asked Jesus? He is Lord. Holy Spirit already lives in you. When you now ask him to come and surround you with his expression and his power and his intention, the baptism is, is called. Then God's going to find a language that he gives is for the sake of him, again, like spoken over here. When you allow the Holy Spirit to give you words, your voice, he is putting his DNA in action about what your destiny and future is about. As you allow him to speak through you because he's interceding for you, by name. It's incredible. That's when we begin to ask. When we pray in the Spirit, we ask the Holy Spirit what he just said. You heard me say that a moment ago. So I want to encourage you. Today is another step for you. Now, Chris, I'm going to let you loose here in just a second. Okay. The reason why I ask about the facility is that um, the whole time that I've been moving here, I've been pushed back. And so um, I had a sense that there's been something established and, and please, if you go out of here and say the Baptists, you know, da 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 I will get a posse and hunt you down. <laughs> We're not against the Baptists. It's just they came so far, and that was it. But sometimes there can be even a posture that, that is unhealthy, where then that moment of untruth, the adversary says, yeah, let me build on that. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong about this facility. It's lovely. But I just dislodge by, by the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak into this place the fullness of the gospel to be at every corner of the foundation of this piece of property and this building. I want to ask in the count of three, pull your hands together once. You need to stand with me. Come on, let's do this quickly. On the four corners, I speak the now word over this place regarding the move of the Spirit, that anything that's been brought into this place through confession prior to this church being here that would be against what it is that God would do regarding the freedom of the Spirit. Anything that has, begin, that is, that has attempted to break loose in the house only to have it pull back a little bit. Anytime there's been forward movement and things of the Spirit only to find a little bit of confusion or, or where it tries to become something different than it's meant to be. We call down by the, by the authority of Christ Jesus now that which has been assigned to keep the fullness of the release 
that is for today. It didn't go out in the days of the apostles. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, we declare a dropping down and a setting in place on all four corners of this facility, the fullness of the gospel preached, and the full release of the breath of God, of the Spirit of God in this house one time. Clap once. Count of three. One, two. Are we in agreement? Three. In Jesus' name. Wow. Felt that one. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good grief. I had to work 45 minutes for that to happen. <laughs> you got something for us, Krista? I just felt like the Lord was releasing wisdom in the house. And I felt like people that have been asking the Lord, it sounds funny, but for common sense. And what we view as common sense actually isn't always that common. So I felt like there were people in the house where you've just been going, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I look at it from that perspective? Why didn't I think that through? And I felt like the Lord was going to do a deposit and impartation with the gift of wisdom that you were gonna, going to be able to foresee the consequences of decisions that you've never been able to have that insight before. You've been wanting to be able to have better uh, foresight um, better decision-making skills, and I just felt like the Lord was imparting that in the house. If that's you, I just want you to stand. Wisdom, gift of wisdom, gift of foresight, decision-making. So, Lord, you see every person standing in the room right now, and if there's been any block of that, we just call forth right now a removing of the block and an impartation of sovereign wisdom, the sovereign ability to mm -hmm. foresee Good that which you've put in us and that which you're leading us to or when things come at us we're not sure which way to navigate lord i just call forth the wisdom and the insight the common sense wow. to see the reality of the situation yeah. to see the authenticity of the moment that if decisions are made that this is the ripple effect of those decisions and, Lord, any blinders where they haven't been able to see that in the past, I thank you. You're removing blinders. You're removing blocks. And you're also removing any vows that have agreed with the statement, I'm not good at decision-making or I don't have wisdom or you've spoken that over yourself. You've had that belief system over yourself. Lord, I thank you that you're greater and bigger. And we just cast down that lie in the name of Jesus. And we call forth that the sons and daughters of God will walk in wisdom that we will be the people of counsel and that people will look to us and they will come to us because we tap into you, Jesus, who has all the answers. And Lord, I thank you that with wisdom comes peace. So where there has been a lack of peace in the decision-making process where decisions are stressful and cause turmoil, they're no longer going to do that. There's no longer going to be an emotional turmoil connected with decision-making. Decision-making will become easy and simple because it's rooted and grounded in His Spirit. Come on. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Come on. Black and white sweater, I just want you to stand. 
right when I got up, you just popped out instantly. And I felt like the Lord says she has the gift of counsel. And it's, is this mom and dad? So a family of three? You have a little brother? Okay. Little? Yeah. I was like, you're definitely the oldest, for sure. Um, I felt like you have, you got, you all, your family unit has a very sweet spirit. I just felt like there was this safety nest refuge where people were going to come in your path as a family unit and there was like a triage. And I just feel like it's like you're a nest for people to land safely. And I feel like when you love the one really well, and this is something I feel like for everybody in the house, when you love someone really well, it's such God's heart, right? The greatest of these is love. So when we love really well, it's such a reflection of God's heart. And when you love the people in crisis, you love the people in their journey. And I felt like that even as I said that the Lord says, you're not taking on people's crisis. He's going to teach you how to navigate that maybe stronger where it's not your burden to carry, but it is a, a privilege to love. And there's a difference there. We're not called to take on other people's stuff. That's Jesus' responsibility. He's the Savior. He's the deliverer. He's the one that does the work we just love, right? And I feel like uh, the Lord has called this family to be a nest and a safe refuge. And why I, why I felt like the Lord highlighted you and had you stand was you have a gift of counsel. And people trust you. And I felt like the Lord says, don't minimize the words in which you release. People are going to come and they're going to naturally share their life stories, share their hearts, because they know you're trustworthy. God's given you this ability for people to trust you easily. And they know that you're for them. And I felt like the Lord simply wanted to highlight that for you not to minimize what you carry. And you might look around at someone that's louder or more demonstrative, and you might think, why am I not more like that or whatever? And I just feel like the Lord says, put value, great value on what you have because he designed you with incredible purpose, and you have incredible value to the Father. Incredible value to the Father. You're going to change lives with the counsel that you speak. And mom and dad, your daughter has counsel. Listen to what she says. Not that you don't. But put value, and again, not that you don't. But just simply to affirm what's in her, that she has counsel wisdom. And I feel like the Lord's given you this unique ability to hear his heart. Where people might come quick to a conclusion over a person or a situation. I feel like you'll kind of go, well. And just bring a new point of view that will cause people to kind of step back and go, we never looked at it like that. And I feel like, again, the Lord just says he'll tell you when to speak when to hold back, and he'll tell you how to package it. And I feel like when you listen to the instruction of the Lord, the leading of the Lord, there's going to be incredible favor and doors open to you because, again, you're trustworthy with the counsel that God's given you. Amen. Come on. Um, I'm looking right at you. You have brown hair, green jacket. Yep, you just look to the side. That's you. You're laughing now. Yep, that's you. I want you to stand up. What's your name? Joe. I'm Krista. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you just became three-dimensional when I got up here, and I said, Lord, um, what's the call on Joe's life? And I just heard she has a call to the nations. And you have a call to go to nations and different people groups. And I just saw you literally 
Uh, not, I feel like you have a highlight for one. Like I feel like well, there's one nation in particular in your heart per se, but I actually feel like you're going to go to many nations. And I feel like you're going to literally kind of throughout your life. Now, I feel like there are moments, and this is just a little bit of training in the prophetic, there are moments when a prophetic word comes for a season. There's a beginning and there's an end to it. And at times they're prophetic word, and they're, oh, it's over your lifetime. And I feel like for her, this is over her lifetime. You'll ebb and flow out of this call. There'll be times where you're on going to nations, and there's times you'll be home. And it will be an ebb and flow, and the length of those uh, trips and even those seasons will vary. And the Lord will lead that. But I heard the Lord say, her feet and her hands are called to minister and walk the nations. And you're going to have a unique ability to, I, it, I heard the word chameleon, um, which people could view as a negative, and I feel like it's a total positive. And that is because you're going to be able to go into all different type of people groups, even language barriers, um, different cultural um, systems, so to speak, and literally blend as if you're a local, blend as if you're a part of that that people group. And I feel like it's a, a supernatural ability to be able to just find a commonality with people that are very different than you. I saw you sitting on the ground, um, sharing a meal with like a tribal-like setting, and across from you was very different people, and yet you felt very like heart. And I felt like there was this connection where, again, people of all different walks are going to be able to connect with you because there is this commonality where you can just love really well and this ability to be able to find what you have in common and always bring people into a place of relationship. Now, what's interesting is I see you abroad and I see scenes of what's taking place in the nation, but then I see the same thing happening here at home in the U.S. When you're home in the U.S., again, people of very different walks and journeys will come into your path. But I feel like they're such a natural evangelist. But it's not necessarily the evangelist that has a mic in their hand and going from platform to platform. It's the evangelist in the everyday of the person that you're sitting next to on the bus or the person at the barista standing next to them in coffee. I just feel like you naturally have a rapport and an ability to connect with people and share your walk with Jesus. Now, what's interesting is I feel like you're at a critical crossroads in your walk with God. And I feel like... Um, the Lord is, you're in this wooing time where the Lord is giving you an invitation to go deeper. And you have felt a stirring, a, like a holy discontent, kind of like, I love you, God. I want to serve you, God, but I want more. Like, this isn't satisfying enough. Like, I want more than just what I already know. And I feel like as you say yes to that, which I feel like is in your heart to say yes, and you may not even know how to say yes, but I feel like as you just say, whatever that looks like, I'm in. I feel like that is going to cause a ripple effect in you going deeper and having these incredible encounters with God, which are ultimately going to be shared because you have this like strong testimony of your walk with God that again is going to make connections with people that God brings into your path. Again, whether in the U.S., whether abroad, whether to the nations. But I just want to call forth that in you. You have a call to go and you have a call to come back. But there is what you carry, an ability to connect with people of all different walks, which really, truly is a gift from the Lord. Does that make sense at all? Cool. You, I, you had a poker face. I couldn't read you at all. <laughs> Woo! That's good, though. When you're getting trained in the prophetic, you cannot be swayed by what you see. You just have to prophesy what you feel the Spirit of the Lord is. But that, So that's cool. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. Yeah, good stuff. Affirming that. Have a raise your hands for it. Raise your hands. Joe, we got a little more for you. Yeah, okay. Hands up. Now, 
Those of you who had it, who were resonating with what Krista was saying about overseas, different countries, lift your hands as well. If you're saying, oh, I wish you would be saying that to me. If that's you, get your hand up. Hands up. Those with the missions call, get your hands up. Yeah, hands up. <clears throat> Those of you with the missions call that need help financially, hands up. Okay, all right, good. Father, with the hands that are up, I'm asking your anointing to bring an increase and impartation of your increase on every person with their hands up whether it be resources, whether it be anointing to get the job done overseas, and for healing, anointing for healing by the authority of Jesus' name. Be on the increase of those. Their hands up. Amen. Amen. Folks, i got to tell you, um, 15 minutes ago, you clapped your hands once, and it is easy to breathe in here. This feels good. 45 minutes, I pushed up against something by the Spirit. It's not you. You did nothing wrong. We needed to deal with the moment on the land, and we did. You did it. Clapping your hand, authoritative statement, led of the Spirit of God for, for adjustment and government over the land. Listen, I don't have time to teach you about that. Bottom line is, when we did that, there was, ah, and it feels good in here. Wow. Am I the only one? Did anybody else notice a difference? Raise your hands if you did. Okay. All right. You all participated in establishing what God continues to do here. And it was just that moment. Uh, I do need to say to you, uh, I need to be corrected. Earlier, I need to bring an apology to you. I said earlier, you're pushing back. It wasn't you. It was the thing that was over the land. And I didn't see it all, so I spoke too soon. Forgive me? You're good. You're lovely. And you're very sweet. And with that thing now removed, I really get the pulse of who you are. And you are lovely. Not that you weren't before. It's just that some folks are kind of... But you give your heart easily, which just really, again, tells of the leadership of this church how well they're loving you. And uh, uh, when, when you know that authority says things are cool, you give your heart. So... Here's a kiss on your cheek. Yeah, love it, love it. Very clean. This has a, a clean sense to it. We just, I, it could be that that's all that I was to come to do. Because uh, three weeks ago, the Lord began to deal with me about being here. Uh, we're in a season right now where we feel like we're not to go out traveling, and so I canceled other churches that I had on the calendar. And that's just a decision we, uh, my wife and I made just uh, recently. But we were to keep this one. And so we're here this morning, and it's what the Lord has allowed. Mm, mm, oh, it feels good. Huh. Those of you who are experiencing the, the, the rising of discomfort on your bodies, there were a dozen to 15 that I counted, would you please, um, we're going to put a seal, a cherry on top of this thing. Would you have stand up, please? And you may not have raised your hand, but you're noticing as well. I want to give glory to the goodness of God by the way he's touched you physically. So 
would you participate with us all so we can give him praise? For those who are experiencing an increased releasing of pain on your body, would you stand? Anybody else? Yeah, keep going. Anybody else? Here's one for you. Somebody who's had trouble with the teeth, I think could be the upper part of the, uh, the upper teeth, not the lower, healing to you. Yeah. Somebody had an explosion go off. It might have been a, even something simple as a balloon, and uh, your ear at times rings, healing to you. Anybody have that one? You know, just encourage you about that, the freedom that's yours. Anybody else that raised your hand? If you're not standing, please join us. Anybody else? Okay, good. Those who are standing, I just uh, put a seal over you, a completion of the work that what God is doing in your body is for freedom physically and in pain. In Jesus' name. Now, who has heat in their hand that's starting to happen? Can I find you? Bear with me, but who's got heat in your hand? Stay standing, those who are healed. Who's got heat in the hands? Heat. Okay, I need you guys to come down here, please. Somebody back there with the heat in the hand, come. Hosea speaks of this. Just stand right over here. There are three of you who've got heat that's going off in your hands. Work with me. Back there, a hand went up. Who else? You do, sir, come. Back in the panel, did one of you raise your hands about heat in your hands? I'm sorry? Okay, got it. All right, you three are experiencing heat in the hands? What about you, dear lady? Show me. Which one? Both. Show me where the heat is. Right in here? Okay. Have you had that happen before? Sometimes when I place people for healing, maybe. Okay. Maybe or you know? I know. Okay. Just working with you. Okay. Do you have a prayer language? Yeah. Okay. Do you operate in that a lot? No. Why not? Never mind. I'm putting you on the spot. I better hug you to make things up to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. You can do whatever right. you feel like. Oh, really? I can do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're good. Okay. My dear lady step into more of that. The touch of the Lord's on your hands. It could be more than what it is. Only simply by the fact he's inviting you to spend more time in his presence, praying in the spirit. Okay? And, and he's going to begin to remove some of the concerns that wants to come at you in your life. Okay? Because sometimes you're a carrier of concerns. And, that, and those concerns need to be rolled off so that you can find more buoyancy in his presence. So Father, I ask for an increase of trust that she, the character of God, the goodness of God. And anybody else sitting here who struggles with worry and concern, put your hands over your heart. Do it quickly with me. There you go. So you're not alone in this place. There's a bunch of them doing that. Father, we bring our concerns to you, and we trust you as we roll off the concerns and also the worry of the outcome in Jesus' name. Yeah? So we roll that into your care, Father. Jesus name. Yeah. Now I'm going to speak to something regarding a timeline. Okay? Bear with me. What's your name? Mary Lee. Hi Mary Lee. Yeah. 
Put your hand over your heart with the folks that are doing the same. Both hands for you. Okay. All right. Could you help me for a second? Come. Put your, put your hand on her hand for me. Her hand on her hands. There you go. There you go. Good. I'm right here. I go back to 1959. I break that, that waypoint in her now. Loose. Loose so that she can have the mind of Christ in fullness and the breaking off of concerns there, 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 there. Now, take your hands, put it on her tummy for me. Come around her side. And, and just stand right here. Put your hand on her tummy right there. Mary Lee, Mary Lee, right? Okay, I'm just going to touch her hand once. Can I do that? Okay. Father, we thank you as we speak a loosening and a, a wonderful freedom right there, in the name of Jesus, loosening all the way, all the way, all the way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody, okay, you got her? Yep. All right, all right. I should have got somebody there. So all that was was an outward, uh, outward expression of authority, removing what has been harassing this dear, dear lady by the authority of Christ. Those who are standing now, I'd like you to come. Let these two guys, who don't, don't say words over them, just touch them. And they're going to bless, put a seal on the work of the pain that is leaving on your bodies because the anointing is for healing on these two. And I haven't had time to work with them, to train them. That's why I'm saying don't talk. They're just going to touch you. Okay? So those of you that are standing, come down here. They're just going to take a moment with you and seal the work that God's done in you. Krista, you got something else? I'm getting the name Carrie. Is there a Carrie here, male or female? Carrie? Oh, great. Carrie, what's your last name? Hi, Carrie Turner. She's all yours, Krista. Well, I got the name, and I'm waiting for the rest. Um, it was so strong. Any other Carries? This is the only one. Put your hand on her head. Yeah. Uh, back her off a little bit. Let's, I don't want you hugging her. I want you. Are to you a journaler? Right Do you, you journal? Go. Have you? Okay. Um, I saw a picture of you spending time with God and journaling, and I felt like the Lord says, as you journal and write out what's in your heart, those declarations, those scribes, so to speak are becoming prayers. They're prayers that you're writing out before the Lord. You're just sharing your heart, writing it out. And I felt like the Lord goes, increase your journaling. It's going to serve as a memorial of his faithfulness in your life. You're going to be able to look back and read what's been on your heart, what you've been going to the Lord about, what you've been crying out to the Lord for. And you're going to look back and you're going to be able to go, gosh, you came through here, you came through here, you came through here. And the Lord says, your journals will become your memorials. They will become things that will represent the faithfulness of God over your life. And I feel like for you, Carrie, the Lord says he is going to prove himself faithful. I, I don't know if you've dealt with betrayal or people not come following through on uh, things they promised to you or what they said would come to pass didn't. And it may be outside of their hands or control. Sometimes we can't always 
control those factors. But I feel like the Lord says, I'm going to prove my faithfulness to Carrie. And even him calling you out by name today, the name was so strong. I feel like it was just simply a sign, just simply a statement of, I know you. I know what's in your heart. I know what you carry. I know what's close to you. I know what you, I know what makes you cry. I know what brings you joy. I know what brings you laughter. And the Lord says, I'm not just this God in the sky. I know you. I created you with purpose and I created you with destiny. Even as I'm prophesying this to Carrie right now, I feel like there's some people in the room where you're, it's like you're longing for that personal connect with the Lord. And I just feel like God's saying, I know every one of your names. I may not be calling them out, but the Lord says, I know you. You're my daughter. And he's going to prove himself faithful, that his word is true, that the promises of God over your life and over all of us as sons and daughters are going to be manifested in your life. And you're going to see the goodness and the faithfulness of God. In 2015, that's like the banner over you, the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And even as I say that, and there's a resonating, the cool thing about the prophetic ministry is if you're hearing prophetic word, but it resonates with you, right? You can actually grab a hold of that when you're feeling there's life on it for you. There's a stir within you. There's a, there's a response in you going, I want that for me. Who is that? I feel like there's some people, as I said, 2015 is a year of the faithfulness and the goodness of the Lord. As I said that, there's something in you went, that's mine. I want you to stand. Because I feel like as I was prophesying over Carrie, there was kind of this overflow of the word and it was hitting other people. So I thank you, Jesus, that you're seeing every person stand right now. And we just declare and decree 2015 is going to be a year of the goodness and the faithfulness of God over every son and daughter standing right now. And regardless of what 2014 and previous has happened, Lord, I thank you that it's a clean slate and your word will prove true. You are faithful to complete that which you've started. And I thank you that the plans that you have for your sons and daughters, specifically the ones standing, are good and faithful and true. And that you are a good father. I just declare the goodness of the heavenly father over you that you're going to see. Some of you have not experienced a kind earthly father, but the heavenly father says, I'm going to show you my kindness. I'm going to show you my mercy. Mercy is undeserving. It's simply a gift. I'm going to show you the gift, the mercy, the unmerited, undeserving grace and mercy, the kindness of God. I just decree and declare that over you. And even as I'm just speaking that, I just see things that have held on that are opposite of that are just falling to the ground right now. And hope is arising. Hope is beginning to come forth in hearts right now, actually believing God is a good God and he's a kind father. Amen. So an offering is an important thing. We're not, I'm not going to take any time on it all except prove me right in making this decision by please giving what you know the Lord would lead you to give so I don't have to spend any time on it and break a flow. So offering, guys, would you just hang out by the door? If you need to leave, it is time. You can go ahead and leave. But I don't want to break anything off here. So we're just going to go until God's done. And I love you. God bless you. See you next week. If you got to go, please do so quietly so that we can keep going. Go ahead, Herb. Yeah, good. You got the mic? Where's the mic? Oh, there it's good. Okay. This gentleman back over here, far corner. Can you hear me? Is this on? It's my, oh, there we go. This gentleman far back in the corner. So you got a guy that's standing. It's the gentleman seated who's looking around. That he's looking for. Great looking mustache. Sir, would you please? Hello, sir. How are you? 
Great, great. <laughs> What's your name? Hey, Bruce. I got three things for you. You ready? Who's sitting next to you? That's your wife? How do you do? Okay. You okay? Hallelujah. She, this is so fun. Bruce. You know, she's, she's very attractive. <laughs> Brother, you and me both. We both married over our heads, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruce, one. Um, now, this, this is going to have some... Uh, this would be very precious. I'm putting to words what I feel, so I'm trying to find the English for it, okay? I have a clear sense of it, but I've got to get it out for you. Um, do you know about ups and lows in life? <laughs> so the first thing we've got to deal with is the fact that you're lying, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. There's a sense I have that uh, you're going to experience, or it's going to pick you up and carry you. It's going to be a carrying between you and your precious Heavenly Father. You know, your loving Heavenly Father. Carrying. Going to have times you're going to feel like, wow, He's carrying in me over the stormy seas, the, the rough oceans of life right now. There's going to be times of being lifted up and carried. The carrying? Well, you ought to share some of the wealth, brother. <laughs> All right. So the carrying is something that you're saying that you've been experiencing. So this is something that's key for you to understand. Do you have, have you experienced baptism of the Holy Spirit? Okay. Where's the pastor? Where's he at? Okay. Sir, do you know, pastor, do you know this guy? Do you know Bruce? Okay. Are we, are we good? Yes. Okay. Number two. Then what, let me share this with you. Um, I believe the Lord is pleased to begin to take you into exposure of some angelic activity. Okay? Exposure to that. And it's important for you to get around guys who've been around the block, you know, and things of the Spirit. <clears throat> but uh, if you begin to have a couple of the encounters like that, then... It's key for you to get, you know, bounce it off somebody. Don't carry that by yourself. The third one has to do with when the Lord gives you an impulse to do something, go do it. Because I think there's going to be an increase on you as well in public places where you're going to walk up to somebody and ask if you could pray for them or if you have a word for them to give it to them. But you're going to be a man that's going to be trusted to, with the impulses of God for the sake of people out in the marketplace out on the street, wherever, that you're going to have a sense of leading and go. Now, with when it comes to um, the issue of... Oh, that's not the right way to say it. Um, huh. No, we're just going to leave it at that. So those three things. <clears throat> okay. Uh, what is your wife's name again? Crystal. Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Is he treating you good? You paused. 
Is he a good man to you? You know, I know you're putting on the spot. Now I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Bruce, you don't mind me picking on you a little bit like that. Honestly, if, you are used to that. I'm really liking you. <laughs> I've heard it said that uh, if you want to know how a man is, take a look at his wife. You know, so if, if she's telling the truth, then it looks like you're treating her okay. That's good. Yeah. So I won't ask how long you've been married, but from one guy to another, up the ante and loving her, okay? I'm not suggesting you don't, but come on. She's a daughter of God the Father. And you want to please him? Then love her well. Um, I keep coming around to this. Like I, I'm not being let go on this, so I'm going, to, I'm going to mess with you for a minute, Bruce. When it comes to finances, things okay? All right. Okay. I just know you're in a room where you're not alone. So with that, um, I'm to say to you to get in his presence, even if you've got to fast, and begin to pull down his counsel regarding finances. And be sure also that you're releasing the finances that are his. Make sure that happens. Because really, what do we have that we've not been given? So the fact is, is that right now, let's be sure, and by the way, you're not alone here either, Bruce, and I say to all of you, remember whose money it is? Come on, right? Smile at each other. Remember, no, do it. Smile at each other. Remember who it belongs to. Who's it belong to? Hmm. Now, we can say that easily until you start writing checks of the tithe. That belongs to them as well. It's always asking for it people is, is that small amount. Um, you know, when I look around, this is not a cheap building to keep. And uh, if, if the national average is that only 20% are really giving, that means 80 of you are, are here and you're freeloading. And you need to stop that. Start paying the bills. Some of you know the Lord's been talking to you to start giving. Get on with that so that so that the trust factor and honor continues to rise in the house. Now, back to you, sir. When it comes to the finances, God has some counsel for you. And he wants you to get in his presence, take time with him, and begin to do the things that he instructs you to do. Because the combination lock that I see on a door right now regarding you will come as you seek counsel and obey each step because the doors will begin to open to you so that financially you won't have the pressure that you're experiencing. Okay? Very good, sir. Now, you've heard Krista. She's incredibly clear. I love what God's done with this woman and continues to do. And you're hearing some of what's going on as we've done some governmental adjustments in the house here today. You've also heard just how the Holy Spirit, by instruction, can bring instruction to a congregation while blessing one person, like with Bruce for a moment. 
And it all has to do with those three things found in Corinthians again that we mentioned, and that is to exhort, to lift up, to encourage. Was there any condemnation here? But instruction did come, and also recognizing that as a family that you are, we all got our stuff. But with all of our stuff, he is the counselor that's continued to allow him to be our counsel with what it is that he's doing. This lady here in the white wave, hello, got grandkids? No idea. 14? Wow. <laughs> you do. See what you started? Sir, is that your husband? And he's been, he's been your guy all the way through this thing? 47. Give them a hand. Wow. Take each other's hand. Lift up your hands, that couple right there. You all reach your hands out to them. Now, we bless you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> this church reaches our hands out to you, and as his people, we bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, folks, bless them for a moment. Just say it out loud. We bless you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we do, we do. <clears throat> Dear lady, intercessory touch that's on you will be on the rise. Increase. Dear lady, do you have a prayer language? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, your husband is a great covering to you. He's as solid as they come. And uh, he really, really cares for you. And the beauty that's between the two of you is really fun. Lady, you love to soar, take risks, and you're, you're just really a fun one. But there is an anointing of intercession on you. Now, listen, everybody. When I speak to her, what I'm about to put on her regarding an increased intercession... Of, of intercession, it's going to touch a number of you, not a small number of you. There's a num It's going to be a pretty strong number of you in this room right now that will also receive an increased power to pray stronger. Because this anointing for her is going to splash off of her and on a bunch of you. And some of you are going to feel it even. You're going to have a momentary, whoa, what was that? or oh my goodness, or hmm, okay, of the impartation of intercession that's coming in this room because this church has a calling to pray for this county. Whoa, there's a touch on that one. This church has the listening ear of God to be interceding for the county here. This county. So on you, Declare an increased intercession for your grandchildren and the children is on you, lady, because God is going to be pulling out of these kids, the, your children, the grandchildren, all that is under the two of your care that you started, God now is breathing on, and he's pulling out three that will be uh, called to ministry. Uh, there's going to be an increased wealth 
released through business in this lineage of yours? <clears throat> yeah, one of the kids is going to be in some sort of government. So God's blessing and blowing now on these, this bunch of kids. And intercession, lady, you've got it to pray. The hubby's got the wisdom, but you got it to pray, dear lady. I'm not saying you don't have wisdom, but intercession being loosed on you, 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 loosed on you to pray for the kids, the children, the children. Increase, increase, fires, 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 increase fire, increase anointing, spreading. Yeah, let it spread now throughout this place here. There, some of you getting heat across the face, somebody's ears are burning, somebody in the back of the neck. There is a, an anointing, a manifest that's going to cross you, an impartation to pray stronger with greater anointing. Increasing, going across the room. Across the room. Who's lady? Lady, who's, I'm looking for the lady whose heart is really starting to pound. Really starting to pound. Where are you? Okay, stand. Who else? Lady, stand. Heart's really, this is an interesting manifest manifestation of God. Uh, anybody else who's got a heart that's really started pounding? Yeah, there's the third one. Good. I was looking for three. Um, but there may be more. Anybody else? Okay, good. Heart really pounding. Really pounding from this moment. Okay, anybody else? Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, pounding, really pounding. Is the heart really pounding? Okay, yours is? Is your heart really pounding? Yeah. Yours? Yeah? 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 Okay. All right. Good. I'm waiting for the last one. We got one more. Where are you? <laughs> okay. You guys, I'd like you to come stand right here, facing the altar. Come on. Yeah. Anointing. Anointing present. Yeah. When we were praying for her, how many of you experienced go, whoa, that's for me too? Or, oh, I felt that. Would you raise your hands? Okay. Okay. Well, those who just raise your hands, put them up again. Who went, whoa. Now, get up the other hand. There you go. Both hands in the air. Lift your chin. Look at him. Lift your chin. Look up. Look up. Look up. Tell him how good he is. Go ahead. Ask him to fill you afresh as you're sitting there. Afresh in filling. To be people who will pray. People who will be part of prayer here in this church. Okay? Because he just came by and he did a woe to you. He brought an increase to you. Even in the moment of praying for her, it came out and swirled out into the, in the congregation. That's right. And many of you even witnessed it. Those of you who have your hands up are the ones saying, yeah, I got that one, God. I felt it. Anybody else need to raise your hand? I got that one, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. So impart. Bring the increase. 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 Sir, right over here. You. Hi. Mustache. Stand. Quick. Thank you. Hands up. Okay, now listen. <clears throat> Look at me. God's going to use you at times to do this in prayer. I mean, there's a, there's a strong breaker thing that's on you. Why don't you grab your mic, Krista? Why don't you grab your mic? Okay, so strong on you in times of prayer. Do you have a prayer language? Good, okay. Because you're getting, you're getting another one. I don't know how many you got already, but there's another one coming that will have this to it. 
So you got to be a man in prayer to get it, okay? You can't get it just go, well, it might come to you driving down the road, you know, but the fact is, is that intentional times where either you're gathering with other believers or you're in time of prayer yourself. Is your, I see a ring on your finger. Is your wife here? She's up here? Oh, he's getting all of you. Awesome. Okay. So this, I think, is what the Lord's going to be increasing on you. To look and to see, to speak to that which is not as though it were, so you can call it into being. Okay, some of that is on you. All right? <coughs> so he's pleased to begin to spread and increase anointing on this house to pray. Good night. Look what's going on here this morning. Folks, are you catching this? This is really fun. This is part of what the office prophetically does, bringing encouragement and alignment as well. And, uh, but I think you're going to, I tell you what, it's a lot easier to move now that we remove that thing that was pushing on me for 45 minutes. But that's part of what this office does. It clears the way by seeing and removing so that things can be established in an easier manner. Things make more sense. It'll be even clearer. Well, I tell you what, you guys have been led really well with this kind of thing that's just kind of in the air. There's an acclamation that's taking place just to do business with this thing in the air. It's gone. <clears throat> and I think you're going to find there's even going to be more expression in worship, and, and the hunger is going to rise even more. But as a pastor, I know what it is to labor under something like this at the church that my wife and I pastored for eight years. We went into a bad situation. Uh, we were told to go in, save the thing from sinking. Well, only by the grace of God, let me tell you. Hardest thing I ever did. And, and it's in that place where finally when we got the, the, the stronghold, I'm going to call it for my church, down is when all of a sudden we had the beginning of a breakout. <clears throat> and uh, it was just wonderful. Finally, labored on that for so long. And then it, it was exciting of the next things that God did. And you guys are in a strategic place. The pleasure of the Lord is on the house. So he's bringing increase to you. Okay? Krista, I'm going to take a few moments with these folks. Would you continue? Okay. Go ahead. Um, I felt like uh, the man who stood earlier and responded, you're sitting, I assume, next to your wife. Yeah, I just want, if you're able, if you're not holding the baby, I was just wanting you to stand but again, if it feels like a bit much, I was wanting you and your wife to stand. But if you have the baby and it's heavy and all that, okay. She's like, I'm a mom. I got this, right? This ain't nothing. This, this ain't so nothing. Fun, huh? um, I felt like you stand. And what's, I apologize. What's your names? Marie and Chris? Okay, Marie and Chris. I felt like, Chris, when you stood, it was very significant it was like, it's a crossroad moment this morning for you. And I feel like it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. And I feel like there's a mark in the spirit, so to speak. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to come back to it, call it out, affirm in you what you did and how significant it is. Because you, you responded and partnered with the invitation of God. There's this marking that happened in your heart where you'll never be the same. Your marriage is about to totally shift. And I felt like I saw, not I felt, I saw a picture 
of the Lord with the needle and thread in his hand. And he was literally sewing some things that had been torn and also a sewing of your hearts together like never before. Not to impose on you any division, just simply to speak over you increased unity. And I felt like the Lord said, I'm, a, I'm a significantly increasing the unity and the oneness. I feel like what you two are about to step into, Chris and Marie, in the area of oneness and interdependent on one another, and of course God being the center of that, the marriage that you've both wanted, but not knowing how to get there, God says, watch what I'm going to do. And you two are going to be a testimony to other couples in this church and beyond. And I even saw a microphone in your hand and you sharing the testimony of what happened today in the manifestation of about what's to happen. And I felt like Marie, the Lord says, it's okay to believe in hope. What you've been contending for is going to happen. And we just break off any um, almost like second guessing, kind of like I'm afraid to hope, I'm afraid to believe this is going to stick and we're going to fully move forward. I, I hope it's okay I'm being this forthright with you. But I feel like if we're family and there's a vulnerability in being family, we can all relate on some level, right? So there's nothing that I'm calling out that we all can't go, I get it. When you're bringing two individuals together in covenant relationship, it's a lot of work. But so worth it when God is smack dab in the center and this beautiful covenant that he's called you two in to walk out here on earth is simply a reflection of him. But the Lord's going to teach you, we hear the word oneness and unity, but he's actually going to teach you how to walk that out, what that looks like. And I see a picture of your inside heart, so to speak, your inside inner workings. And he's actually, even as I'm speaking this word, he is rewiring the way you're going to love and the way you're going to communicate and the way you're going to relate to each other. There's a rewiring that happened this morning. As soon as you stood, I saw over your head, uh, like wires being replaced and Re renegotiated, so to speak, Chris, over your mind. And there is a rewiring, a rework, a marking that happened this morning, and the Lord just wants to call out over your marriage, oneness and unity, and it's going to be a brand new marriage. Amen. Amen. You can sit down. You know, here's the great thing about the prophetic ministry. It's wonderful when someone that doesn't know anything comes into a house and simply calls out the way God sees them. And I believe that he does that for a few reasons. But one that I feel like the Lord wants me to highlight is when we do life with people, and I pastor down in Hollywood, as um, Pastor Herb said, and I've known them for years. And a lot of times when I move prophetically, people will come up to me afterwards and they'll go, man, I wish I would have been called out and whatnot. And I've been that person too that's been sitting what prophetic ministry like this has been happening, and you're thinking, man, I wish I was called out, or why wasn't I called out, or why did this person get attention and I didn't, and, and I totally get it. That's just our humanness, and that's not a bad thought. It's not wrong for thinking that. It's certainly not wrong for wanting more, right? We're called to want more, so that's a good thing. But I just want to simply maybe give one explanation that is not its entirety at all, but I just feel led to say this. Sometimes, and again, this is sometimes, this is not a formula, and this is not always why, but at times the Lord simply calls out people, and he does it publicly like you've seen this morning, simply to show us who we're doing life with. 
simply as a body of Christ, how to come alongside that person and support them in their journey. He does it also to remind us of what's available to us. But also at times you saw different gifts that were called out. And you're aware of what you get the privilege of doing life with, that the amazing people in this congregation, you're able to be reminded of how God sees some people where sometimes we lose sight of who they are or how awesome they are. And the prophetic ministry is wonderful at highlighting gifts, people, situations, and the character of God. So that's what the purpose of the prophetic ministry is. It's always to bring people back to the feet of Jesus. And it's always to show the reflection of who God is and that he's faithful in our lives. So if you're here this morning and you're like, oh man, I, I wish I want, you know, I wish I got a word or got called out. I want to encourage you. You have been called out by the Lord. When you said yes to Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior, he called you out in that moment and you said yes. He knows you. He knows your name. And he created you with purpose and destiny. And this morning, if there's things that have resonated in your spirit, grab a hold of them. And even as I went there, I just felt like the Lord said, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to take a moment of privacy. If there is anyone in this room where you have not asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, I feel like the invitation is at hand. And for some of you, you might have walked with the Lord for years, and yet, Within your knowing, I would say your gut, so to speak, it's like you feel a need to respond to the invitation to once and for all make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, where there's been double-mindedness. This morning you're making the decision saying, no, I, I'm no longer going to try serving two masters because I know that doesn't work. This morning I choose you, Jesus. I choose to walk in single-mindedness my heart fully committed and devoted to you. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. If there's anyone this morning, whether it's the first time or it's once again making that decision, I just want you to raise your hand. Is there anyone where you just need to declare and decree this morning, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Amen. Amen. Anyone else want to join these two women? Awesome. I see another hand back there. Three people. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Heaven celebrates as people come home back into right relationship with Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you for the three people that raised their hand this morning. They said, I choose to make you Lord, Savior of my life. I choose to give my life to you, receive the forgiveness of sins, Ask for forgiveness for where I've walked away from you, but making the choice today to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Have your way in my life. I give you all of who I am. Amen. As a pastor, salvation is the greatest of all. That's the best miracle. That's why I do what I do. If we came this morning simply for three people to give their lives to Jesus, that's enough. Because three lives are never going to be the same. Wow. Is that exciting or what? Yeah. Okay. You've been running from the call. 
One of you, maybe more, but I know. I'm going after the one. You've been running from the call of ministry. Ha. You've run. You've said no. And then you've got the excuses as to why you shouldn't. But you've been running from the call of ministry. It's time for you to stop. No more running. And I don't buy the excuse that it's too late. Because it's not accurate as well. Why would it then be that he would surface that in such a time as this? Three people just gave their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ in fullness. And now here comes this thing, that this anointing of the call. You've turned from it. You've said no. Now it's time for you to say yes. Okay? So I'd like for everybody. No, I'm sorry. I'm stopped from doing it. Where's, I'm just, okay. Huh. I'm trying to be kind in this regard of not causing you to feel like that, oh great, everybody's going to know. Where's the person that has said no to the call and it's time to say yes? Raise your hand. Raise it up. Is it time to say yes? You've been saying no? We haven't said no then, have you? Would you come up and let Krista pray for you? Because you're saying yes to a call. I'm after the person that you know the Lord's called you to ministry and you said no. But now you're going to turn. Where are you? Where are you? I'm going after you. Come on. If there's even a manifest of his presence starting to press down on you, I don't know what it would be. <clears throat> Maybe you're starting to sweat or the heart's pounding. Beware of hardness of heart to resist his call. Because if you're resisting, it's a form of disobedience. Listen, where he calls you, he also provides for. He will make a way. And you're in a church that gives strong counsel. You will be taken care of in your choice to obey. I break off confusion now. Silence that thing. Come down. How long have you been saying no? How long? Six months? What are you saying now? Yeah? Scared. I get that. Six months you've said no. Anybody else? How long have you said no? How long would that? Oh, never mind. I shouldn't ask a lady. <laughs> What are you going to do about this, dear lady? Sorry? Six months. More than six months. You do. Have you said yes before, or have you just said no all this time? 
then what about now? The, the, the yes needs to stay yes. What do you think? Okay, no more no's? No more no's. You are so precious to be out this open amongst all these people. So the excuses, what are you going to do with those excuses? Anybody else? Sir, how long have you been saying no? You've dabbled with... Listen, pal, if you've been saying no for 30 years, you've got some things to take care of. What are you going to do? Yes or no? Yes about what? Hold on, not yet. He's not out of the woods yet. What's that? You think? You know, you're doing really well because I'm pushing on you a little bit. Well done. My dear lady, dear lady, and you, sir, <clears throat> I want you to walk back to the pastor right now. Anybody else? Not after what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> pastor standing right over here. These three people have said no at one point or another to the call of God or to ministry. And they got to stop the excuses. And there's no better man than to send it to the man who's called to love you and to lead you. He and his team, his wife, amen? Yeah. I tell you what, sir, work with those guys. They're making excuses for saying no to the call. No more. Anybody else? You know you need to be going with this crew over here. Anybody else? All right. Now, I want you all to look over here. Look in the back. You'll see three people who've had excuses. They've made excuses. They've said no. They're saying yes. And they're under the care of the man that's assigned to love you and to lead you. Okay? I want you to get that picture in your eye. So you all need to be praying for the staff and the pastor and his wife of this church. How many of you say that you will? Okay. All right. Very good. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is good stuff. Okay. Who had a bad dream this week? Come on. Let's work with that. Okay. Right over here. Would you please stand up? Hurry up. Hurry up. Okay. Now. I command that thing to stop pursuing you in Jesus' name. Off! Done. Whew. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this gentleman right there. Hello, sir. Glasses on the wall. You, sir. Hi. Wave your hand. <laughs> what? When? 
You did. Was it this last week? Yeah. Okay, folks, notice this. We went after her. She's been freed. And then when I lay eyes on this guy, I'm drawn to him. He had a nightmare this last week. He thinks. His wife, either two weeks ago or this week. You didn't raise your hand. Oh, is that right? Sir, do you see the love of God, how he's coming after you anyway? Because the anointing's in the house right now for those who are being harassed in their sleep. So lift both hands. Both hands. Lift them up. There you go. I'm, okay, bear with me as I go somewhere else. The rest, rest of you listen and learn. Not that I got all the answers, but I got this one. Okay. Where's my... Okay. You, two generations back, I called down the pursuit and the harassment of people's minds. Two generations back in your lineage. I block it and I stop it. And I speak to you encouragement, and I also speak to you joy in your life. A new season of breathing well, freedom, even in the dance. For the Lord calls you into an expression, or no, experience of what it is to enjoy his presence in worship even. Okay? And in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Because this thing is now dropped off, and you're going to find a little bit more of a freedom now. And you kind of go, wow, this doesn't make sense. Okay. But the love of God is on you, sir. He loves you. He loves you. Go after him. Do you have a prayer language? Do you have a prayer language? Okay. May I encourage you to uh, become really familiar with that in the scriptures, in the Gospels, Book of Acts. Okay. Even in the Old Testament, there's times when this her language was given as an anointing even though it would lift because it wasn't resonant because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet where the Holy Spirit had then just been released. But now he has. And it's, on, it's available to every believer. And I think this is an important time for you to check in on that so that you might become convinced no, it's for you as well. To have a language of the Holy Spirit that intercedes for you, the full mind of God, Scripture talks about having the mind of Christ. This is part of that. When we allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us the wisdom and the insights of God. Of course, inducting our minds as well, involving the DNA of the Holy Ghost, of the kingdom, working with our mind. It's time for you. He loves you. That's all. Are you finished? Okay. Well, I think we're really there. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we've unloaded the truck as to what's been meant for this morning. Okay. Yeah, it's really fun. Okay. You know what? You're all still here. A lot of people would have gone home. You must be the hungry ones, huh? Or without responsibility, one of the two. I know some, I know some left because they had to be other responsibilities. Really a joy to be with you. It's been delightful just to work the way that the heart of the Father loves you because he's been, it's been an expose of his love for you. Would you agree? Look in the many ways. Gosh, 
if we'd recorded the different ways that he came to be with you, it's definitely because he loves you. And uh, what a level of his presence has been rich this morning. <clears throat> I think the big deal also has to do with a, a shift or a, an alignment regarding the land. And somehow that was really important this morning. Yeah. So go, go, fly, soar. When you're in worship, let it happen. Be expectant. Yeah. Pray for your pastor, his bride, his team, their families. Be people that won't say a word until you've gone to God in prayer and then to leadership. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the sweetness is already in the house others long for. Invite people to come and bask in what's what you have. Will you do that? There are people out there that really, if they came in and sat down and enjoyed what you get to do every Sunday, would say, oh, I've so wanted this. I've missed this. So be includers. Amen? Yeah. Anybody experiencing heat at the moment? Raise your hand. Heat. Things are hot on you. Anybody else? Okay. I need to ask the gentleman who said, yeah, that's me. Where? The guy with the red hat. You went like this when I asked about the heat. Oh, okay. Hello back to you. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Pastor, would you come?